And welcome to the South Road Boys. Yippee Skippy. Yippee Skippy. I haven't heard that for a while. No, just something new. <laughs> Been working on that one for a while. Have you? It's a bit of a new intro. You got to workshop it? Pretty much, yeah. You got a couple of Daryl's every in. Time, every time we decide we're going to record now, Yep. thinking I might come in with a yippee Skippy. <laughs> Do you reckon that's manly? It very, very manly. Good. That's what I've been going for. Daryl said it was manly. Well, he, he said, man, know. do that. He said, run it by Joe. Next time we're kicking off it. And actually, I can see him through the window. He's got a thumbs up. <laughs> Reckons I've done well. Great. Thanks, Daryl. Love is, your advice, mate. Daryl is your biggest supporter. <laughs> <laughs> That's up there with, my mom says I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. I actually had that as a T-shirt. I think my mother bought it for me. Really? Yeah. My That's cool. My mum says I'm cool. Yeah. But look, and I wore it. Your mum does say you're cool, though. She does. Yeah. And I think I wore it one day on Mother's Day. Oh, nice. <laughs> but the good thing is it was written, it was an American T-shirt, so it was M-O-M. Right. Mom. So, yeah. So my mom says I'm cool. <laughs> so it sounds a little bit more Rain Man. It just does. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, well, my mom says I'm cool. Yeah. As long as your mum does, that's all that matters. Exactly. I'm a delight. Even men in their 40s, you know what? If you've got a problem, ask your mum. Exactly. Mind doesn't you, matter. Do you know how my mother used to describe me as a child, as a baby? Please tell me. He was an unfortunate looking child. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate looking. They are the words that the woman who was supposed to care for me the most in this world said, he was unfortunate. Looking Surely child. you've misheard that. I don't reckon Penny would say that. Oh, she has repeatedly. <laughs> He's an unfortunate looking that's child. Great. Apparently, I grew into myself though, so that's okay. You know what? Though a lot of us were, but most of the time, like I'm a parent, and I believed that my children were the most beautiful things that I have ever seen. They will also describe one of them as like a baby Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> they do say that. By family. <laughs> that, <laughs> that ugly kids grow into attractive adults. I've seen some ugly kids turn into even uglier adults, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe it doesn't work all the time. Maybe it doesn't, but yeah. I mean, my children, I believe, have, you know, outgrown their baby Shrekness. But, um, baby Shrek. Yeah, I think that was Jake. Okay. Someone referred yeah. to him, oh, he looks like a little little Shrek. I would never have considered him to be a Shrek, but you know what? Each to their own. Mind you, everyone thinks Baby Yoda's cute, so maybe Baby That's Shrek was That's a very well. good point. Exactly. If you want to make okay. Disney more cuter, put in a Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of babies and kids. Yes. Saw something hilarious today. <laughs> something I never thought I'd hear you say. <laughs> Saw something hilarious today. Mm. When I was a child, many, many eons ago. <laughs> back in the olden days. Back in the days when COVID was just a word with letters in it that no one understood yet. Corona was just a beer. Corona grew into itself. <laughs> <laughs> and became an ugly beast. <laughs> you bitch. Uh, I had Tonka toys. Oh, Love the Tonka toys are tough. Always you ready to go. You have a sand pit in the backyard and stuff and you you get the tonker out and you put the sand in, you go, then you tip it up and yep. you put it somewhere else. And Rinse look and at, repeat. From one side of the yard to the other, it was amazing. In retrospect now, if I could go back as my adult self and see it, it was probably just one side of the sand pit to the other. But it felt like I'd gone 
neighbourhoods. Like you basically got the Leyland brothers to help you move. Pretty much. I was filling in the moat between the mainland Australia and Tasmania. <laughs> basically, yeah. Or as we like to call it, uh, the Fiji of Australia. The Fiji of Australia. <laughs> Hashtag Island Life. Oh, um, still running the sponsorship. I love that they're still sponsoring us after last week. <laughs> to like how I threw that one in there. I did. Or was Subtle. It a, or was it a multi-episode deal that they got you for? Oh, it's a, it's a time frame. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. not week by week. Whilst our popularity is up, mm. and if it keeps on rising like that yeah. star in the sky, yes. Island Life is here to stay. I love that. Mm. Hashtag Island Life, actually. Hashtag. With a Y. <laughs> so Tonka Toys. Always tough. Used to love them. Mm. Still have them, actually, in the box and wrapped up under Mum and Dad's house. Oh, shit. They'd probably be worth a small fortune, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe not. not. So, you know, when mum and dad die, I might grab them. <laughs> <laughs> Along with everything else from your childhood. And maybe stuff from my sister's childhood too. Exactly. I can just sell it on eBay. <laughs> they would have forgotten it was even there. Um, hope you're doing well, mum and dad. Yeah. Uh, so, Tonga Toys. Yeah. Uh, was driving today from one destination to another, just during work hours. Mm. Drove through a suburb in our wonderful land of Burnie, mm. Tasmania. The coastal paradise <laughs> that it is, the confusing paradigm that it may be. The jewel in the Fiji of Australia. Oh, definitely. And I drove past this house and on the front yard, on the front lawn, mm. near the front door. At the front? It was very front. <laughs> in the frontage of the house. It was all on front street. <laughs> were all these Tonka toys. So you stole and them. I reckon there was... <laughs> yeah, I already got some. I reckon there would have been... And I'm, I could be lying. I could be going overboard, but I don't think so. Maybe 20 of these things in the front lawn. Oh, shit. There was a full construction site. And all of them, yes, every single one... Missing wheel? <laughs> ...had plants in them. Oh. Oh. They were reconstructed into plant pots Upside on the board. front lawn. It was one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. And I've seen myself naked every morning. Yeah. <laughs> They've upcycled Tonka toys. I don't get it though, because look, I'm thinking back to when we were kids. Yeah, if, can you remember that? that yeah, far? if I was cruising around on the bike, yep, you would never have partaken in this because you're an innocent. Yes, uh, and you saw something like that on someone's front yard, you would have nicked it. <laughs> You'd be like, "I'm going to grab that, yep. and I'm going to put it on someone else's front lawn." Yeah, I don't think you remember the story of Nuwanda, but anyway, keep going. <laughs> That's a whole different kettle. Just no, no, I'll tell you the story in a second. Yeah. Um, but I just, I'm amazed that they're there. I looked at these and my instinct was, Pinch oh, they're not going to be there long. Because <laughs> they're just so out of character and they look so weird that it's something that's just telling kids, yeah, move me, move me somewhere else. But? Here's the thing, right? Mm. Are they aware that there are, I suppose, youth that are now in their mid-40s <laughs> who go, oh, I could nick that and move it? You obviously didn't get close enough. Maybe they were dynabolted or... Oh, look, they might have or, been. Or simply cemented into the, the paver. They may have been or rigged up to a mine. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. mines. <laughs> I guess it was one of the most bizarre things. I've gone past and a guy from where that was in the car, he looked at it all and he's like, were they just what we think they are? Like, were they Tonka toys? I'm like, I think they were. But remember the time that we were slightly inebriated? It was you, um, me, 
Who lived on the corner oh, near the back. bridge on Ironcliff Road going up to the school? Was that uh, Paul, Paul Revel? Revel? Yep. So there was yep. Revel mm-hmm. and I think maybe a Howie. God knows. And I reckon it might have been after choir practice at your place. Righto, yeah. Also known as card night. <laughs> Righto, yeah. We've yep, gone, yep. I think Paul said he had to, I don't know. So we walked. And halfway up Ironcliff Road, we found someone had a box trailer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And in our infinite wisdom. Great plan it was. We thought, gee, that'd be funny to move it. Yeah. And so we decided, logically, to move it uphill. Yeah, because that's where we were going. Yeah. Take it in the direction we're walking. Not downhill. No. Uphill. Exactly. Strong men. So there we are, drunk as lords, <laughs> dragging this box trailer up Ironcliff Road, and we must have got 100 metres to the first bend. Yep. Where it starts to get very, very I don't reckon steep. even 100 metres. I reckon probably 50 at the max. But for, and for those people who don't realise, if you came down Ironcliff Road, this part of road that we're talking about, on your push bike, without pedalling, most kids got up to 30 or 40k an hour. Oh, without even thinking about it. So some overtook buses. <laughs> mm. um, so it was pretty fucking steep. Yep. And then the owner came out. Yeah. <laughs> and we went, what are we going to do? We'll just put the trailer here. <laughs> so we put it down in the middle of Ironcliff Road. And unfortunately, Gravity, the fickle mistress that she is, went, oh, no, no, I'll reclaim this box trailer. And it started grinding all the way fucking down Ironcliff Road. And this guy was torn. Do I, A, chase after these four, you know, Shadows of the Night, <laughs> or do I try and stop this box trailer running into my ute? <laughs> wow. Is... I do remember the barrage of abuse that was hurled after us, though. Oh, you know, the best thing about that story, though, it was made into a movie. <laughs> yes. It was incredible. Yeah. And the only reason the movie went so well is yes. because it had an incredible trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe you sat straight faced and didn't see that one coming. <laughs> oh, that was genius. Surprised with you on that one. Oh, you really did. Yeah. I, I was I was actually waiting for a bit more and it was just right it was just a layup. It wasn't anything. Sometimes it's right in front of you. It wasn't the old one too, Elliot. That was just a straight layup. Yep. Bang. Didn't even see it. Straight through the goals. But I remember there was a, a friend of mine and look, we're Look, we're almost 50, so I think the statute of limitations... I'm only 47. Yeah, but no, my other... Calm down. (laughs) I think the statute of limitations has passed. (laughs) But I remember occasionally you and I would wander the mean streets of Penguin (laughs) after a couple. The South Road gang. Yeah, or remember where it'd be like, oh, shit, we're out of booze and we have to go down to the pub and get some more. And then you'd come back and people would have garden gnomes in their <laughs> driveway and you'd pick up a couple and put them at the bus stop or put them yeah. in the council chambers. Yeah. A friend of mine, Terrence. Yeah, I'll dob him in, Terrence. <laughs> you already have. <laughs> already have. You could have edited that out. Okay. And he still could, but you probably won't. But I won't. Yeah. We were driving past a place who had either an African or an Aboriginal garden gnome. I couldn't tell. It was black. And it reminded me of that 
Neville on Ted on Kingswood Country. Yep. Now, Terence is also of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, so he, in his infinite wisdom, said he was reclaiming his people. <laughs> <laughs> Not something you'd probably say in 2020, but you know. It was I think, early. though, um, you're allowed to do that when you're of a darker skin yourself. Oh, okay. Fair enough. It's allowed. Yeah. It's like um, if you're gay, you can call someone else whatever you want. Right. That's a bit offensive if you're straight. Right. Okay. But if you're gay to gay, it's fine. <laughs> if you're straight to gay, all these different equations change everything. Gay to gay. <laughs> anyway, so we decided we saw this. Gay to gay. <laughs> we saw this <laughs> Aboriginal garden name. Anyway, uh, and we went, we'll have that. <laughs> let's re- let's move it. And so we <laughs> we snuck over the fence. Little front yard fence, so a little one. Yeah. And like we a little went to fence sort of thing. Fuck, it was heavy. Like I reckon it's a meter tall. Mm-hmm. And it was really it took the two of us to lift it. <laughs> and so we lifted it and put it in the boot of the car. And then <laughs> we went, well, where are we gonna put it? Terence had a new girlfriend at the time, <laughs> so we took it back and gave it to her. As a present? As a gift. <laughs> now, they've been married, Lord, oh, be 26 years now, and over the course of that 26 years, we've had this little game where I was living in Melbourne, he was living in Tassie, and he's a teacher, and they would do school trips from Tassie to Melbourne, and when they did a school trip, that always bring a bus because mm-hmm. you've got to get all these students around. Of course. And so he would bring the garden gnome with him, this Aboriginal garden gnome who we called Nuwanda. <laughs> and it landed at our place in Princess Street. And so I'm like, what am I going to do with it? So she sat in the front garden. She sat in the front, the front room for a while. And my wife went, well, she can't be there because she's naked. Like she's topless. So there was a shawl. That. There was a shawl put over her <laughs> to protect oh, wow. to protect her modesty. And then I came down with a friend of mine, uh, Willie, to play golf, and Willie was bringing his car. So I brought Nuwanda back with me. <laughs> Terence comes home one day, and there's Nuwanda sitting in his backyard in all the glory. Oh, that's the phone call was hilarious. And I think she made another trip back. I think she went to Hobart and lived for a while. She lived in Rosebury for a while. I think she did two stints in Melbourne. And finally, uh, my mother-in-law, of all people, decided, I think that's genius. I think she, she really has an affinity for things of an era that are no longer politically correct in 2020 mm-hmm. and probably were never socially acceptable back in the 60s and 70s when they were made anyway, but... White Australia just they didn't were give... the uh, the gollywog of the garden name. Yeah, mm-hmm. and White Australia just didn't give a shit about any minority anyway. So we just did it and went, oh, well, it's fine. I don't mean any offence, even though people were offended. Um, and so she traded him because she's an artist. She traded him a piece of artwork for said no. Really? Yes. So he got paid for it. Correct. Wow. <laughs> so I went to his. Crime does pay. Crime <laughs> does pay. And so I went to his house. Just recently, like the last month, and there's the painting in all its glory on the wall, <laughs> and Nuwanda is still in my mother-in-law's garden. Fantastic. <laughs> so I've just admitted to petty larceny. <laughs> anyway, it was a funny story. I hope you don't go to jail for long. <laughs> it's been I good. didn't profit it's been from good it. 
I didn't profit yeah, from maybe it. Maybe you were involved in the crime. Yeah, but I think statute mm. of limitations or statute of limitations. Statute of limitations. <laughs> the statute of limitations. You can't get pinged for stealing a garden name 25 years on. So no wonder then stop wondering. No, she did. Mm. She did. Oh, it's a pleasant, nice story. Um, but the people who owned the house, they had hundreds. Well, not hundreds. They had multiple dozens of so, garden so names. So tribes. Tribes. Mm. But it, they were all different. Uh, mainly the Snow White garden gnome variety. They were, they were just gnome collectors. They were gnome mm. collectors. And they there haven't been gnomes in that front yard for 20 years. <laughs> 20 years or more. But yeah. You probably destroyed their dreams. Probably. Their hopes and That was the, the jewel in their crown. Mm, terrible. <laughs> or maybe it was all lit Toy Story and she was the one who was leading the gnome tribe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> the that's gnome a, tribe. That's a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, what else is going on? Um, may not much. We've got a couple of things that we need to do. Number mm. one, I need to announce something very serious. Yes. Uh, last week's episode, we talked about the Karen Factor. The Karen Factor. And I think the Karen Factor is uh, applicable to everyone worldwide. Oh, absolutely. Um, strangely enough, I decided before I put on a little meme or a little photo yes, uh, about the Karen Factor to see if anyone else had come up with the Karen Factor before. Mm, to see whether it is actually a thing. Yeah, because look, it might have been a thing already and it wouldn't surprise me. Mm. So I Googled Karen Factor. Mm. Yeah, it was actually someone called Karen Factor. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Karen Factor. It's actually a person. Oh, did you please yeah. tell me that when we put Daryl got something on the socials that he's tagged her in it? Uh, no, he actually hasn't, but he should. He should. Uh, but she's into um, like oriental medicine and uh, massage and and other worldly ways of feeling good. Perfectly. Do you know where she's from? Do we know what country uh, of origin? Let's, let's contact. I wonder if a contact will actually allow us to see where she is. She's in Santa Fe. Oh. Hmm. Do you know the way? I oh, know it's San Jose, Santa Fe. I oh, didn't Hyundai make a Santa Fe. I think they did somewhere in California, I believe. Okay. So there you go. I just found that quite amusing. Um, the other thing we need to do, mate, is we need to uh, release the lucky winner. The Kraken. <laughs> release the Kraken. Release the lucky winner's name. Yes. Of the road hat. Of oh, the road hat. The road hat. And the winner is. Wow, is that the best? thing you've got for sound effects? I mean, really? Um, really? Oh my God, that was frightening. I'm not even going to tell anyone what Joe just did. Let's just say the name. Fuck's sake. It's embarrassing. Who was it? I can't remember. Uh, Luke Sayer. Is it... Um, Leo's brother? I don't think it is. Um, look, one thing I do know about this guy... Yes. ...is that he... Uh, He's not really much of a doer. He's more of a sayer. <laughs> Just... Oh, that was too easy. Even I saw that one coming. <laughs> so, Luke, um, you'll be balls deep <laughs> in the South Road boys with a brand new road hat. Not road is in South Road. Road is in road, road microphones. It's a homophone. Because we out. love our road stuff. We do. Anyway, and they love us so much. It's a hat. So, congratulations. You get the hat. It's pretty cool. Well done. Congratulations, Lukey boy. Mm-hmm. Now, Mr. Barnes, we've been gifted... A gift. <laughs> what a shock. It's shock. Wow. So it's From a gift. A roadie. And we do love that. A long time listener. We love our roadies. We do. Now, normally we, when we do an erotic reading roulette, we go to L. James. 
We do. South America Butler. We have branched off. And it didn't go that well. We have regretted it. Yeah. But we also, I mean, there was joy in that Christmas special. There was. And look, we also, um, there's even one that we actually read as a bit of a filler, just in case someone fell ill, mm. couldn't recall that back week. Back up episode. Yeah, back up episode. Maybe someone got hit by a bus and mm. just, you know, their, their neck was broken and they couldn't get their tongue out of their mouth or something to talk. <sighs> But we we haven't really used it because we haven't. It's just it was a bit shit. We ended up reading the biography for Lemon Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, we did. <laughs> it, it was that bad. We changed books and read the Leonard Nimoy biography because we thought it'd be more sexually interesting. Exactly. So, Rodies, that's something that I don't know how we're ever going to or if we'll ever. Oh, look, you that know one. what? I might just get released as a here's a filler for this week. Another one. Like An extra episode. Here's, here's a bonus episode. Just like, because... <laughs> maybe to end oh, Corona. Maybe. <laughs> just to make you feel shit yeah, about yourself. Because yeah. this... It was so bad. Like, oh. it wasn't even... It wasn't L. James comically bad. It, it was just slow and dreary and... The most unsexual, sexually driven book Once I've again, read. before finishing an hour-long podcast, we decided to read... The autobiography of Leonard Nimoy <laughs> for a little bit of saucy. <laughs> oh, live hard and prosper. I think yeah, exactly. that's what But the thing mm. is, it sounds a lot better than what it actually ended up being. It was horrendous. Oh, it was terrible. So we didn't release that one. <laughs> no, but we have been given another book. We and have. the thing is that I like about this is well, there's a couple of things. One, it's Australian. True. So we love that. And I believe, I'm going to get you to read the back, but I believe it is the equivalent of like a, a, a Dear Dolly Doctor or a bit of a sex therapist. What does it say, mate? So the author mm. is Ruth Ostro. Mm-hmm. Assuming that's how you pronounce her last name. <laughs> Ruth. Pronounced Karen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said surname, but then that sounds sexist, doesn't mm. it? Mm. Family name. Family name. Uh, Burning Urges is the name of the book. Hello. Straight away, it grabs me. Uh, <laughs> with the underlining of Australia's sexual fantasies. Now, uh, Ruth, as part of a legendary column, oh, shit. Ruth wrote a letter to her readers inviting them to submit their sexual fantasies for publication. Mm. Oh. <laughs> what she got back was sizzling, hot, <laughs> shocking, and totally unprecedented in Australian publishing. Nothing like building it up. Yeah, talk it up, Ruth. Yeah, so uh, in Burning Eggs, average Australians reveal the graphic details of their inner lives, which Ostro presents in the tradition of Nancy Friday. What the fuck is that? Oh, it's like a D-Dollar doctor. Oh, there it's you a, go. Advice uh, with groundbreaking analysis. There's no analysis in this book, though, but maybe in the column she did. Yeah, read the column. Yeah. Uh, there is little doubt this book will inspire indignation. Oh. From Burning Eggs, the essence of free speech, and for those brave enough to read it in this climate of political greatness and censorship, it will take your breath away. Well, really? we are brave enough to read yeah. it. And what Co- we've. Couple of quick reviews, though. Here's yeah. a um, wild, wicked, burning hot. This book will make you sweat. Oh, like um, a good old curry. Hmm. So, wonderfully explicit, an erotic sexual cookbook full of <laughs> secret recipes and spices. I'd recommend it to all my patients. There you go. Oh, there you go. So. Um, so we are going to do a bit of a random roulette about it. Yeah, we're going to just do it a little bit differently. Yeah. So what we thought we'd do, roadies, because we know that there's nothing sexier than two straight 
white middle-aged overweight men <laughs> being sexy time. Feeling hot, hot, hot. hot. Um, we thought we'd read some of these letters and offer our own advice. Maybe, yeah. I think if, if there's some advice that can be given, mm. I think we're the boys to do it. Who wouldn't come to us for that sort of mm. information. So what I'm going to do, mate, is I'm going to give you a page. Yep. And just so people know, a lot of these are only like maybe half a page to a page long. So they're not overly long. So yep. we're just going to read a story each or an article each. Until we get to, I don't know, bored. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen with this one. You don't think I it mean, is? I mean, did you hear those quotes on the back? A true. True, true, true. Jesus. With the South Road Boys. Wicked. One, oh, turning up. It's 172. 172. So let's see what story. And now, Rodies, if you have a copy of Burning Urges. <laughs> yep, right. If you have a copy of Burning Urges and you go, oh, fuck, this story doesn't start on 172. No, Troy and I have had a discussion that we will go to the nearest story. To that page. Yeah, that isn't 10 pages long. That isn't 10 pages long. Because we want to... Um, look, I, I would have loved to have rung the first one, or read the first one. Yeah. Ring, ring, there. Considering it's called Gang Banged. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes for about 10 pages, so we're not going to do that. Okay. What's What have you got there, mate? Um, what page are we on? Basically, we will go to... Uh, we've got to move forward to page 186, actually. Okay, 186. Because there's a couple of longer ones in there. That's what she said. <laughs> it's called The Lucky Band Man. Lucky Band Man. Lucky Band Man. Mr. Band Man. Uh, so it's a, it's a ma from Western Australia, 40 years old, divorced, no particular belief, but was raised a Catholic. Now, I would like to say mm-hmm. I am expecting a voice. Really? It is not your own. Because it is giving you a lot of detail, <laughs> character building, Righto. so you can set your scene. There is an editor's note as well. Okay. Can we read um, that first? I think so, because it does refer to the story, the story a little bit. Mm. Uh, author refers to elastic bands, or lacquer bands, as we used to call them, mm. as lucky bands. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was cute and a funny contrast to the story, so I've left the reference in. Right. I, I thought it was about someone playing a trumpet, but there you go. <laughs> it's obviously not. Western Australian ma, 40 years old, divorced. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, you're 47, you're from Tassie, but yeah. you know. My sex life is almost non-existent at the moment. <laughs> yes. but, I, but, but I fantasize a lot. My recurring fantasy that I dream of realizing one day is as follows. <laughs> I've been picked up by a hot 20-something woman of fair complexion with lovely brown eyes and long, dark hair. Her mission is to make me hers. She tells me so. She undresses me. And of course, my genitals are ready for the ordeal. <laughs> she asks me what I would like to do to her, what I would like her to do for me, and I tell her what. She does as a... <laughs> she asks me what I would like her to do for me, and I tell her what. What? <laughs> okay, carry on. She does as I tell her. Okay. 
She places an elastic band around my testicles. Jesus Christ. <laughs> As if I'm being castrated. I don't know why this is Western Australian. As a result, my testicles and penis are getting hard and showing all the veins that I have in them. Then she starts sucking my balls and cock and the pleasure <laughs> and pain is almost like heaven. After a few minutes, she pulls a lucky band tighter and commences to slowly suck my balls, giving them a few bites, which makes them become more furious. <laughs> furious balls. Furious balls. I think it was part, I think Fast and the Furious 15. It's called Furious Balls. I'm enjoying it. The bites are causing my balls to harden up, and they look so big. It's painful at times, but I'm enjoying it. At certain times, she stops and goes up my nipples where she licks and bites while pulling out my balls as if trying to rip them off. She does it in a frantic way. My balls are hurting, and the pleasure is greater than pain. I'm loving it. Then she sticks a finger in my bum and starts playing and teasing me around the asshole. I'm in ecstasy. I'm all hers, and I just let her do it. After a while, she puts on a strap-on dildo. And starts rooting me while pulling my balls and caressing my cock. I'm almost ready to come. My ass and balls are painful with pleasure. She takes the dildo off and jumps on top of me. My balls are about to explode. She puts a lucky band around my balls again. And then goes up and down my shaft like crazy. I feel as though the veins in my balls and cock are about to pop out. It's a wonderful feeling. She's biting me all over the neck, ears, and nipples. At the end, we come. She takes off the locky band and gently licks my balls and penis. I am exhausted, but I feel great joy. What a fantasy. I thank her for it. She says she enjoyed it, too. I hope it doesn't offend you. I'm not a pervert or a deviant. Just a normal guy with fantasies to fulfill. Oh, well done, mate. Oh, that was genius. Did you like that one? That was fucking great. You held that accent the whole way. I lost way. it a bit on the way. The Go. whole way. Especially balls. <laughs> <laughs> that was just... It did quite well. Lucky band, man. Wonderful. Can I tell you what? What advice? But, but he's not a deviant. Not a deviant, just got just a few wants, things. But just wants a bit. I of... tell you what, there's a lot that happens in that fantasy. A lot of ball play. I mean, I thought it was going to be a little bit of like a cock ring thing, but he couldn't afford one, so he uses yeah, a cool. rubber band. Yeah, yeah. It's Everyone's the, done the that. Black, <laughs> it's the black and black and gold version. But um, once he suddenly out of nowhere, finger up the ass, grabs a strap on, and just starts doing Pegging him. him. Yeah, like because oh, it starts off very Harlem Globetrotters. It's all about ball play, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And That's a great story. Just wants the old hopawate and the occasional reach around. Yeah. Well, there yeah, you go. Fair enough. I look good on him. Well yeah, done, uh, 40-year-old Western Australian male who's divorced with no particular belief but was raised a Catholic. I wonder why he's divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she didn't have enough luck, lucky bands. <laughs> Maybe not. Anyway, mate, um, time for you to grab a number out of the <laughs> wonderful uh, machine. Would you believe that the next number I've spun up is 181. Oh, really? <laughs> Which means that you are going to basically have to choose a story after mine. No, or I can just choose another number. I reckon it's all right. How many pages? It's only about three quarters of a page. Oh, okay. 181. The, the, the title for me, and plus... The voice. <laughs> you, I guess you're going to have to go with it. 
<laughs> Lucky Ben. <laughs> Ah, uh, okay. Oh, shit, son. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Enjoy the ride. So for those people who are playing at home and you do have your copy of Burning Urges. This is a great book. We have stayed within the genre of uh, bondage and humiliation. That's right. Roadies, there are subcategories. <laughs> um, we are bouncing to um, page one. 187, and we are having a bit of rough sex. Bring it on. Bring it on. Now, Victoria, the COVID state, (laughs) female, late 20s. Right over. Single. Of course. Pretty much everything in your wheelhouse at the moment. (laughs) <clears throat> I'm really going to try and not make this a Merle voice. <laughs> it's like me. I don't know how I'm going to use another voice on the next one. We'll just go with it. Just, oh, just move with it. Move with it. I trust you. Involve <laughs> okay. me in the story. Bring me in. Theatre of the mind. I have plenty of fantasies. I fantasize. About being forced to have sex. Not raped. (laughs) I do not wish to be degraded or injured. But I fantasize about being taken against my will by a huge, clean, clean, strong man. (laughs) Your eyebrows are talking more than your mouth is. (laughs) Usually the sex happens in the kitchen, outside or in front of a group of people, both male and female. When I'm forced to have sex, I fantasize he is ripping my clothes off, usually tying me up and pulling my head back by the hair. (laughs) My real-life sexual fantasies. I get turned on by biting, oh, biting, comma, oils, comma, hot wax, ice cubes (laughs) on sensitive areas. And that's it. Oh, really? <laughs> that's that's, that's it. the end of it. Oh, no. Hang on. Oh, sorry. Right. Sorry. My bad. Sorry. 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 Oh, hang on. I think we're fucking lost pages. Here we go. Right. <laughs> Abiding. Oils. Hot wax. High skews. On sensitive areas. And rough sex. Which none of my ex have enjoyed as much as I. I'm heterosexual. And I've never been with a woman, but I fantasize about it a lot. <laughs> Although my fantasies we never kiss, and usually a man is watching. <laughs> That's very creepy. Or holding me down. <laughs> Which, you know what I'm picking up from this? She's pretty much, what's that show on SBS? <laughs> God, that narrows it down. Um, dystopian world in the Americas, based on a movie. Based on a movie, uh, dystopian world in the Americas. They wear red cloaks. Oh, um, Handmaid's Tale. That's pretty much what she's describing uh-huh. here. Bit of Handmaid's Tale. Actually, there is a little bit, yeah, because yeah. that's a whole like impregnate and stuff. And yeah, mind you, she's very clear on you know consensual. Handmaid's Tale doesn't seem to be 
overly consensual. No. Yeah. Anyway, well, there you go. That was a that was a really nice twenty year old. Was <laughs> was a bizarre twenty year old. <laughs> Slightly confused, but you know what are you going to do? Well, obviously she was confused too. So that's all right. Two hundred, yeah. mate, and forty. Five. We really haven't given much advice. I reckon she just goes with it. She seems to be quite clear on Vicky from Victoria. Seems quite clear on what she wants. I, I agree. She's all about consent, but she just wants it, you know, a little bit ouchy. Just, it's always kind of weird, you know, someone that actually, they, they like the hot stuff, but like the cold stuff too. And so I can make a decision. No, because I, 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 I love going to Chinese and having sweet and sour. Eh, well, I suppose when you look at it that way. And deep fried ice cream. Fuck. Winning. Fair enough. Fine. Hot on the outside. Cool on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, no, well done, Vic. 245. What, 245. What category are we in there, mate? Um, uh, we're in homoerotica. Oh, hello. 245. Nothing on that page. Nothing on that page. This is a, a long... What? Jesus Christ. <laughs> This goes on. Oh, here we go. Now, as long as this one isn't too long. No, it's perfect. It's about a page long. So what do we end up with? Uh, 263. 260. Shit, that, that was a that long... Was, that, that was 20 was, pages. Yeah, that actually goes from... Hmm, that's a fair effort. What's the title? It is called a Reluctant Liquor. <laughs> uh, it's female some, from New South Wales, late 20s. Oh, I love... I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> Jesus. And remember, you can't sound like Merle. No, you can't sound like Merle. What is it? <laughs> that's the hardest part. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> I'm engaged. No, it's Merle. <laughs> I don't know if I can do a female voice that isn't my mum. <laughs> I did try. I did try, and I just couldn't. I couldn't get my head around it. I was trying for a K-pop singer yeah. type voice. Let's do it. See what oh, I'm there you go. I'm engaged. No, I'm oh no, I'm, I have one. I'm engaged. No, no, I've got one for you. Oh, you're right. Valley girl. Valley girl. It's like you know, like I just, uh, okay, yeah, that could work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm engaged to the ultimate snag, and he's wonderful. <laughs> The eyes. The eyes. Oh. I absolutely love my man to death. He's loving, caring, affectionate, and I can't find the most appropriate term to describe the way he gives me oral sex. He's the best I've ever had. And I've had over 20. Oh, hello. The problem is I fantasize over women. To see my man naked does absolutely nothing for me. And that is exactly what makes me question the notion that maybe I'm not truly heterosexual. <laughs> If I feel the need to masturbate, I'm almost always turned on by imagining, watching, or reading other women with other women. Reading about women with other women. By and especially way. a woman doing it to me. <laughs> by the way, Rhodey's Valley Girl is completely that's left. gone. <laughs> like, yeah, that's... I just... My, <laughs> my ultimate fantasy is of a pretty woman finding me attractive and deciding that she absolutely has to go down on me. I'm reluctant at first. <laughs> has to. As my fiance and I are very happy, but she convinces me that it is nothing more than a one-night stand. I give in and, well, have the ultimate orgasm. <laughs> the 
this fantasy often finds its way into my dreams, and I sometimes find myself very close to orgasm. The thing is that in these erotic dreams, I find that I'm always turned on when other women give me oral sex. And then, when I get to return the favourite, tastes and smells absolutely hideous. <laughs> what is the meaning of this? <laughs> and that's where it ends. That's the end. She's a catch, not a pitcher. Reluctant liquor. Oh, well, they, well it makes sense. That it's all in the it fucking actually title. It does. Look, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, oh, you, you know what it Fermo is. Fermo New South Wales, late 20s. Yep. Um, I, I believe if you're going to take, you've got to give and a bit of I fairness. And I reckon what her issue is, I reckon she just needs to get a, a new Gillette for the fiancé. Because I reckon? reckon it's just a stubble factor. Maybe. That could be true. Because I mean, that's going to be the only real difference in that, you know, the receiving bit. Yeah. You know, if he's got the ZZ Top beard going on, then maybe that feels a bit, you know, tickle me where it smells mm. funny sort of thing. So, yeah, no, she's um, obviously really liking like- it, but it's like you can't do all the work and then just expect the reward without also putting in a little bit extra. Yeah, it's not all, it's mm. not, you just got to give. It's just about you, you know. Yeah. New South Wales female in your late 20s. Late 20s. God. Should be lucky. She's got a fiancé, really. Jesus Christ. I, I, I would laugh if you picked the next page. No, I have not. <laughs> I, I am looking forward to it. The title of that. Wow. All right, hand it over. Right. Here we go. I have spun up on the random number generator. Three, three, three. Really? A true story. Half three, of the number three. of the beast. Oh. I'll tell you what, you, you would have liked, liked that one, but I'm, I'm going to have to go with the the rule right um, that I can't go back a page. I'm going to have to go forward. So we're going to page 334. Right. And the title of that is... Ass up. Okay. Which, that makes me laugh anyway, so. All right. <clears throat> New South Wales. Male. 42-year-old married of slim build. <laughs> I love the descriptions. Dark hair, green eyes. I've got a question. Righto. All right. Yep. This is effectively a Dear Dolly Doctor. This is a, an advice column. Yeah, true. Or sex confessional. Sex confessional is sex probably closer. Confession. A taxi cab confessional. Yeah, and then obviously allows the opportunity for some advice or something over the top of that. Perfect. Mm. What person... What, oh, look, I, I get that people have written in. That's fine. I absolutely get that. That's more than fine. Mm-hmm. But who writes in and says, by the way, I'm of slim build, dark hair and green eyes. That just looks like they've gone to Tinder and just checked out their <laughs> <laughs> checked out their bio. Uh, you will maybe. have to bear with me, roadies. This is a page, two pages, and a smidge. Righto, cool. No, let's just settle in for the ride. I have green hair in this fan. I have had this fantasy for some time. I arrived in Melbourne on a three-day course for the company I work for. I love it. One sunny afternoon, I was doing some studying of me notes by the motel pool. 
I love that he went to a motel. Yeah. Company couldn't spring for a hotel, went to a motel. Yeah, romantic, though. Yeah, true. Mm. I was doing some study in my notes by the motel pool. A handsome couple arrived at the poolside to catch some warm afternoon sun. She was an attractive woman in her 30s, and he in his mid-40s. I was immediately spellbound by her beauty, but I couldn't help but stare at her. Fuck, I love that accent. <laughs> As they began to rum some tan oil on themselves, I rolled over to show my tight ass to them in me thong. <laughs> After a while, he took a dip in the pool. As she took off her bikini top to expose a mind-boggling pair of breasts and lay face down on the banana lounge. Oh, I lo- this must be the 80s. <laughs> the old banana <laughs> the old lounge. banana lounge. I love, love that. It. Lay face, face down on a banana lounge with just her thong on. Lots of thongs out there. Mind you. Thongs come in pairs. I reckon they've changed. The- I can't imagine any. G-string. G-banger. How many Australians call them thongs? I've never called it a thong. Especially if you're using the phrase banana lounge. You're not using the word thong. <laughs> I haven't had banana lounge for a long for time. For those people who are not from the Australias, you know, the Americans, they all know a G-string as a thong. In Australia, a thong is what you wear on your foot. <laughs> not a... Anyway. <clears throat> Moving on. As I watched, her husband came out of the pool and walked over to me and said... Um, my wife and I would like you to join us for a cocktail before dinner. <laughs> Naturally, I accepted in an instant. So before long, I was in their suite, which had a king-size bed right in the middle of the room, a spa in one corner and a wardrobe and a desk in the other, with a double glass doors heading out to the balcony. You really took a notice of how the room was laid out. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> He then made a toast to our new friendship. Barbara (laughs) was wearing a sarong on her beautifully tanned body with a split up the left side exposing her long, dark wig. After a few more martinis, we're all feeling a bit relaxed when, with some encouragement from Mark, Barbara loosened up her sarong, letting it drop to the floor. (laughs) Letting it drop to the floor. Oh, that was perfect. Oh, isn't my wife beautiful? He said, and all I could do was nod. And then he said, go ahead, babe, do it. <laughs> and with that, she slowly undressed me naked. As opposed to, <laughs> anyway. The next thing I remember, she had a warm mouth around my manhood, sucking it for all it was worth. I just closed my eyes and savoured the moment. And she stopped and brought down her rock-hard nipple to my mouth. I began sucking and biting as if she gave a quiet little moans. And then she slid her very wet, but still silky-covered pussy to my mouth. Whilst I pulled aside one leg of her panties and started to tongue her quivering clit, I felt another mouth on my erection. It was Mark's. I was shocked at first. But then I gave in to my libido. <sighs> After a few minutes, I began stroking me with one hand and assisted Barbara with removing 
the silk and lace panties with the other. <laughs> he said to Barbara, oh, fuck him. And with that, she slid down on my erection. We rolled over and I started thrusting me right in and out. She made the usual. <laughs> That's what you got, bitching. We rolled over and I started thrusting me right in and out. She made the usual move in which her legs got inside mine. She spread her legs again and in turn spreading mine. And she locked our legs together and held me tight. It sounds like a bit UFC, really, isn't it? <laughs> this is like the figure four leg. Scorer manoeuvre, yeah. Barbara must have been in the UFC. Anyway, after a moment or two, I could feel Mark's penis rubbing up and down the crack of my ass. And I felt with the well-oiled knob, Mark's penis beginning to slide inside me. It hurt a little at first, but I soon relaxed and everything was fine. I couldn't believe how good it felt inside me, inside her, and him inside me. <laughs> we had great, we had more great sex that night, and in some really unusual positions. Before we all fell asleep on the bed, unbeknownst to me, Mark had set up a camera on top of the wardrobe and recorded the whole seduction. We played it the next morning just to put us in the mood. For one more morning glory before we had to take our separate ways. Needless to say, I enjoyed my course, but it was different, of course, I had on my mind. That being intercourse that I had. There you Mate, go. That was spectacular. Was that the right voice, you reckon? That was phenomenal. New South Wales male. That was 42. amazing. 42. Married, slim build, dark hair, green eyes. That sounds like you were just out just talking about the sunrise or something as your dog Blue was standing by you. It's been a long, dry summer. (laughs) That was spectacular. That is unbeatable. I would listen to you actually reading Fifty Shades of Grey, the entire book, in that voice. That was phenomenal. Wow. And I think I got Mark's Ooh. voice pretty good as well. Yeah, 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 Mark was a bit more feminine than what I was expecting, but that's okay. But then, you I think know. it was just a juxtaposition from the really manly New South Wales guy he really to was. Mark, who was obviously from Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, living and working on the land. <laughs> la 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 la. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. That's it. Oh, I was quite. Anyway, just oh, three hundred. I can't stop doing the voice now. Three hundred and sixty-two, mate. That's really that's, that's your stick next to challenge. The same sort of uh, realm, I think. Three hundred and sixty-two. What's the uh, what's the subcategory? Two uh, top right hand corner. Threesomes and group sex. We're threesomes. still in the same group that you're in. <laughs> you're in, and you're in, and you're in. And I'm you're sorry. In. What was the number? Three sixty. Three hundred and sixty-two. For those reading along with us, burning urges. I tell you what, this is probably the sexiest that the uh, erotic reading rule has actually ever been. I completely agree. Yeah, um, three sixty four is where we're at. We're going to end up three six four. Yep, we will. Uh, What's the title? Mate? The title is called Pub Crawl. Oh, excellent! Uh, it's a New South, New South Wales male, oh, it's late thirties, married yeah. twelve years. Oh, right. My wife, who was also in her 30s, is quite prudish. 
in my fantasy, I get her to dress up in a really sexy outfit. She wears a very short black skirt and a tight red top that shows her ample cleavage. (laughs) High heels accentuate her tanned, shapely legs. We go to the city and book into a motel. Must be a New South Wales thing. Motel, yeah. No one can afford a hotel. I get her to walk down the street in a busy part of town while I stay 20 metres behind and watch all the men and some of the women stare at her. This is fun for a while, but then to my surprise she enters a pub. This wasn't prearranged, but I figure she must be thirsty. Oh, she's gone off script. So I too enter the pub, but stay at a discreet distance to see what happens next. She buys a drink, seats herself at the bar, and within one minute, two young building workers... Could be just said builders. <laughs> builders and building or workers. Or tradies. I mean, tradies. Two young building workers start talking to her. This excites and worries me, but I'm still content to watch. After about ten minutes, I am relieved that the two guys leave. What is he actually after then? My wife smiles at me and signals that she's going to the ladies' room. After 15 minutes, my wife hasn't returned from the toilet. I ask the barmaid to go in and look for her. The barmaid assures me there is no one in there. Oh, this is a missing person story. <laughs> oh, well, she's on the side of a milk carton later on the story. <laughs> now I really start to panic. I run down the street, my heart pounding like a jackhammer. It's very much a building sort of thing. Yeah, event. it's a construction yeah. theme. I get it. I, I look everywhere for an hour, but I can find no sign of my beautiful wife. So I go back to the motel, and as I open the door, I hear groans of pleasure and laughter coming from the bedroom. I sneak up for a closer look, and I'm shocked to see my naked wife on all fours on the bed with one of the studs. Another oh, another building reference. I like it. From the pub, screwing her. Another building. Yeah, I love it. Um, from behind, while she gives the other guy head. I've been wearing a hard hat. <laughs> I watch for a while, and they change positions, and I, and have their wanton way with my wife. I decide to leave before I'm noticed. I wait <sighs> until the studs leave before returning to the motel. Didn't want to disturb anyone. <laughs> when I ask my wife where she got to, she tells me she met some old friends, and then proceeds to give me the best sex session. Of my life. Sex session. Hmm. That just sounds a bit sad, really. This guy, um... Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that doesn't sound really like he's even... Ooh, that's my jolly. Like that's, Yeah, no. I really like really that. really doesn't. That's just like... Like, um, initially I thought he, he gets kind of off on, you know, his wife what? being looked at and stuff. Exactly. Sex. That's fine. Or, you know, maybe picking up a bit... But even when he gets the opportunity to see her having sex with other people, because that's a thing, some people enjoy that, um, mm. he just seems to be a bit, oh, I don't yeah. want to interrupt. And then I'll... when the boys are talking to her in the pub, he feels a little bit worried about it. But yeah, it's like, kind of the idea. It just kind of seems like... I think that she wears the pants in that relationship. And the knickers. <laughs> yeah. Not for long. And the tradies. <laughs> and the tradies. I did. This doesn't really sound like a you know sexual fantasy, more of just a... A cuckold confession? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he was really keen. No. Right. Anyway, bad luck, uh, New South Wales male in the late 30s that's been married 12 years. Yeah. Um, mm. well, I've got one more, mate. One uh, more. That's for me. Right up. <clears throat> Have a look, see what you can find. 
I've got it. I just that after that Australian isn't the voice of yours, I'm just I'm done. It's Dick Vork and you're phenomenal. Done? Well I've got um oh here's a good one. Excellent. I've spun up four oh one. There's there's no joy for us there. What I have got though is um it's four oh three. Four oh three. And we are now in the erotica part of it. Right. Fuck, this just writes itself, doesn't it? <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, dear me. It's only one page. Right. So I am going to milk it for all it's worth. Right. New South Wales. New South Wales is very popular. Representing male. 70 years old. Oh, shit. Okay, right. Eh? Married. No religion. Right. Dirty lessons. What's it called, sorry? Dirty Lessons. Okay, right. Sounds very intriguing. I'm still sexually active. (laughs) I can't seem to find anyone who's interested. I've had many sexual encounters, but looking back, I'm afraid I've not satisfied very few women, if any, during my life. Due to ignorance. I fully believe that pornography <laughs> should be taught in high schools to those who want to learn about sex and the pleasure it can bring. I was asked by a prostitute in Italy after the war. <laughs> oh, don't talk about the war. To kiss me all over <laughs> were her words. I proceeded to do so, delicately leaving. The erogenous zone, the vaginal zone, (laughs) alone until she grabbed my head and pushed it down there. And then I proceeded with much delight and pleasure to orgasm. From then on, I live by the saying that the tongue is mightier than the sword. (laughs) Which brings me to my fantasy. I fantasised about... All my neighbours in the street, all the women I met in the course of a day while shopping, or ping-pong, or going up to the club. (laughs) Ping-pong? Yes. It consists of slowly removing their clothes, kissing and stroking the delightful velvet skin, and finally fishing off with cunnilingus. I could go on... (laughs) I sometimes wonder what these lads would think if they knew I had sex with them many times over in my mind. <laughs> New South Wales, male, 70-year-old, married, <sighs> no religion. Dirty lessons. There you go. Well, Rodies, that has delivered oh, far more than I expected. That's, um, there's a very good chance we may come back to that. Oh, that is, I think... A well that we can visit once again, Mr. Barnes. And I think mm. I think maybe what we could do, and here is here's another thing. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it off mic, but you know, maybe for some of the longer stories we we sort of earmark them or whatever, and then maybe we could, you know, yeah, page, page on for page. page. Yep. Uh, we could do that. But one of the other things that I think we both were sort of delighted about when, when this book was handed to us mm. by the roadie was one. It was signed. Yeah, signed by the author. <laughs> signed by the author. And I'm not... I, well, it's not by the author. It's by the person who's collated all this and just put it together. 
Because they yeah, didn't write true. it. They didn't write it. Or did they? Oh, um, conspiracy. Conspiracy. And the other one was there was a page that was dog-eared. There was. I can't remember why. Was I there a reason? I don't know either. Unfortunately, it was in, in the introduction. So, um, <laughs> Maybe that's just as far as the person got. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. But in um, saying that, I'm assuming they read more, though, because they said, you know what? You guys should read this. Yeah. Well, I think so, it was going to go to Goodwill. And I'm uh, not it's sure gone to a better could, place. Uh, I think this is we're calling this goodwill. Yeah, mm. I don't think they could put up with that. That would be far <laughs> too much shenanigans for them. Um, so, Rodies, thank you again for just, uh, just thank you. You guys are awesome. Yeah, that's um, that's a nice little nugget of gold I did not expect. Isn't it ever? Mm. Um, Eureka <laughs> was struck gold. <laughs> Uh, now, roadies, if you could do Troy and I a big solid, um, if you are listening to our podcast and you kind of like it, however you listen to it, whether or not it be Stitcher, whether or not it be Spotify or iTunes, if you could rate and review, that would do us a big favour because um, we just want people to listen because yep. we find it funny and we reckon if you're listening to us, you probably do yeah, too. And if you're on the socials and stuff, give us a, a share somewhere. Tell yeah. your friends about it. Um, we won't kind of, we don't really spruik ourselves and that kind of thing, but. Look, we have a shit ton of fun doing this. So. Exactly. And there's people listening, so it means that you guys must enjoy it, exactly. or you're mental. Or both. Yeah. So either or, I'm happy with that. Exactly. And don't forget to hit us up with your Karen factor. Yeah, jump on, um, have a look at the photo. If you want to share it on your own, it doesn't matter. Exactly. That's fine, but I want to know what your Karen factors are. I had a Karen factor of five. I had a Karen factor of zero. <laughs> no, you got no you, I do know three Karens. I'm just not friends with them on Facebook. Uh. So... Can't prove it. Can't prove it. Didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It is the Karen of Karens. <laughs> it's a theory only. Anyway, righties, on that, I am Joe. I'm Troy. And we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are. <laughs>